Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I want to talk about the first ever Hayes Summit organized in Ireland. Hayes is H-A-E-S. And it stands for Health at Every Size. Neve Obrinsky, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you, PJ? Good. And I was listening to your podcast this morning about what Hayes is. Health at Every Size. Outline for listeners what it is. It's a new way, isn't it, of looking at body shape, body image, weight, health, the whole. It's a new way of of approaching all of that kind of complicated sector. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Health at Every Size actually started from the fat liberation movement in the 60s. And then in the early 2000s, it was pioneered by an association called ASDA. So the Association for Size, Diversity and Health. And as you said, PJ, it stands for health at every size. But one of the biggest misconceptions of this framework is that it suggests everyone is automatically healthy at every size. And that's not what it means but what it does mean is that everyone regardless of their size can be working on health related goals without focusing on weight loss so it's a weight inclusive approach to health and encourages health promoting behaviors regardless of their outcome on weight so the the real problem is that and maybe you've had your personal experiences, maybe you know other people who've had personal experiences with this, that the more we seem to focus on weight, the deeper we get into this cycle around dieting and it actually makes us unhealthier as time goes on. Yeah, I guess as someone who consistently carries around with me about a stone and a half that I know I could do without. But what I've done is do a bit of exercise and mind the diet a little bit and make sure they do the exercise three or four times a week. And if it disappears, it disappears. If it stays there, it stays there. But I'm in good, I'm I'm feeling all right. That's kind of the approach, isn't it? Yeah, it's it really is trying to focus on what you can do for your health. And if weight loss is a byproduct, then so be it. But if it's not a byproduct, it doesn't mean that you're not improving your health by consistently um, engaging in these health promoting behaviors. And the issue is that if we associate, um, you know, health gain with weight, the minute the weight 
stops, we stop losing weight or we don't lose weight, the health promoting behaviours usually drop off over time. Mm. So we know that people can improve their health and improve their biomarkers like high blood pressure, high cholesterol and blood sugar balance through these health promoting behaviours, irrespective of whether their weight changes at all. Yeah, what I'm getting from you is that it's time for us to stop Stop looking at weight loss as a reward for doing the right thing. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we live in a world that's obsessed with weight, um, unfortunately. And it, especially in Ireland, I feel like it it's contained in so many conversations. So whether that is something like, um, you know, you meet someone in the gym and that person says, oh, they had an awful weekend and they really need to like work off. And I'm using the inverted commas here. They need to work off the food that they ate over the weekend or, you know, the the blowout at the weekend. So like I'm being good from Monday to Friday and then I can eat whatever I want at the weekend. This is a really unhealthy cycle to get into. And when we focus on weight loss, it keeps us stuck in that, doesn't it? Mm. So if we can begin to really look at um, engaging in health promoting behaviours from a place of joy, you know, and from a place of satisfaction, it tends to be much more sustainable in the long term. So why do you go out for a run or why do you go to the gym or why do you go to yoga class? If it's connected to weight loss, it usually has these temporary periods of like really empowered, really excited about it. And then it drops off and then we maybe feel crap about ourselves. And then we do the same thing. And we can, people can be in this cycle for decades as I work with people in clinic that have been stuck with this mindset for a long, long time and can't seem to get off that hamster wheel. Here's someone who say, not myself now, but say someone goes out for a walk, right? And they do their walk of an evening, a lovely evening, and they take the dog and they walk the arse off the poor little dog. And they they arrive back in a bug of sweat, but feeling absolutely great. They really enjoyed their walk with their music. Then they go and do their shower or whatever. And you say to them about an hour later, do you want a glass of wine? I'm having a glass of wine. Oh God, no. Oh God, no, I, I, mm. that's the total waste of my walk. That mindset mm. is crackers. Yeah. Crackers. Yeah. But we still do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because again, we're associating, like, when did movement become, when did we lose that joy? I was talking to a client yesterday in clinic and um, she was talking about how when she was a child, she remembered she used to, you know, go out into the backyard and do all the cartwheels or get on the bike and cycle down to the shop and like how she couldn't wait to do all of these things as a child. But then as she grew into an adult, it became this chore this thing that she had to do because, you know, to manage her weight. And it, it kind of rips all of the joy out of it. Just like if you feel that you have to move your body to make up for food or to allow in things like wine and chocolate and all that good stuff, um, it really does rip the joy out mm. of just engaging in movement just for the, the play aspect of it. And I really think that we need to... Um, access this sense of play and joy when it comes to looking after Mm. yourself because it can be really joyful. Now, there's the other side to this too, um, Niamh, and it's if you go to your doctor, right, uh, and I'm a man of a certain age, uh, and if I go to my doctor, uh, he'll check my heart and he'll check my blood and he'll check my urine and he'll check all these little things that you do. They all come back and say, listen, you're in good shape. You're You're doing all right for a man of your age, but you could do with shedding a stone or two. 
that conversation is still being had in doctor surgeries around the country every day. Is that a wrong conversation yeah. to have? Well, what I would say is that currently we have decades of research when it comes to the pursuit of intentional weight loss. And all of this research shows that in the long term, the pursuit of intentional weight loss doesn't result in long term weight management or long term weight loss. So we all know that we can go on a diet Uh, whether that is a very strict diet or something like, oh, I'm just cutting back on the biscuits. Okay, still a restriction, still um, some form of a diet. That we will lose weight in the short term. And when I say short term, I mean about a year. Most people are able to um, lose weight and keep it off for about a year. And then after that year, weight starts to increase until we hit the two year mark and that weight gain starts to accelerate. And then within five years, most people have regained all of that lost weight and more. So I understand that, um, you know, there could be a lot of people listening to this going, what is this? You know, it's so radical to think about maybe not having a conversation about weight. But despite um, some correlation that we have in scientific research that, um, you know, higher body weights is associated with some long term health conditions, we still don't have any safe and long term effective methods for long term weight loss. And that's the issue. Holding it down. Whereas we do... We, we do know that all of the, the benefits that you get from engaging in these health-promoting behaviours, they stay. They, mm. they will stay for, for the rest of your life if you can consistently engage in them on a daily basis. Yeah. Now, the one thing we're all told to watch, and I guess it, it is important, um, is what they call visceral fat. Because mm-hmm. medicine does tell us that that's not good. Yeah. But yeah. you can... I read a very interesting piece about this, Neve. It said, look, visceral fat happens, but mm. you can prevent it from being a health risk if you do some exercise. Mm. Yeah. And, and that was yeah. a very profound thing. Mm. You know? Yeah. It's just the health-promoting behavior. Again, there's a difference between subcutaneous fat and visceral fat. So subcutaneous fat is the fat that you can grab on your belly yeah. or on your bum or on your legs, whereas visceral fat is that, that invisible fat that surrounds your organs. And absolutely um, high visceral fat is, is very dangerous for um, health risks for chronic health conditions. But thin people have high levels of visceral fat yeah, as well. Right. That was and in the article. I was fascinated by that. Yeah, yeah. And this is because it's dependent on your lifestyle, your diet and lifestyle. And when we're talking about diet and lifestyle, um, I usually refer to the five pillars of health, which are, you know, eating well most of the time. Most of the time is very important here because, you know, we need a little bit of everything. You know, some foods we need for for health, other foods we need for joy, and that's totally okay. Um, Moving your body regularly. Like health is a daily practice. We need to consistently work in ways to improve our health over time. Um, Stress management, super important for blood pressure, cholesterol, visceral fat. Mm. Um, Then you have self-care practices and sleep. And if you could engage in these five pillars, something within these five pillars, I can guarantee that your health over time will begin to improve if you consistently practice them. Mm. A term you use is life-enhancing movement. Now, that mm. could be anything. 
Uh, isn't I, I used to I, I used to swim a lot. Unfortunately, of late I can't because I have arthritis in my neck, and it makes it quite mm. quite painful. I've had I had it there for twenty years, and it makes it painful. So I've had to shift to another form of exercise. Um, and, but nothing nothing quite has the joy of a swim. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I think a lot of people struggle. Some people say, "Oh God, I couldn't walk. It's so boring." Or, or I can't mm. run because I can't, I simply can't run. Trying to find that form of movement that you love to do. It's, it's, you can take time on it, can't you? Yeah, for sure. And this is where I think the play comes back in. I, uh, when I, when I have this conversation with clients in clinic and we're trying to explore, you know, different forms of movement, I give them this huge list. Like PJ, this list is like four pages long. Okay. (laughs) And of all of these different ways in which you can move your body. And um, these include things like playing with your dog in the backyard or running around with your kids or your grandkids or, um, you know, hula hooping, you know, really fun things that you you would maybe think, oh, God, I'm not going to do that because, you know, I'm an adult now. <laughs> yeah. That There's so many things that we can do that can be categorized as movement, but maybe not typically, you know, the best form of movement that everyone tells you. So like lately, I think there's a running trend and for people that love running that's amazing me I personally couldn't run to save my life <laughs> so running is not something that I enjoy but like I love I adore yoga it's my you know my everything so I don't come to my mat because of how it makes my body look or because of how many calories I burn I come to my mat because of you know the peace it gives me the clarity it gives me in my mind the strength it gives me in my body and and the joy and the acceptance that if I want to stop at any stage during my yoga class, I'm allowed to do that. Yeah. I can listen to my body. Whereas if we push, 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 and we, we drown out this inner expert, it can easily become a chore. Yeah. There is a point in, in during exercise that your body will tell you, okay, I've had enough now. You can stop for today. Mm. We might do more mm. tomorrow. But I've had enough now. Should you listen to your body at that point? Or should you say, no, we have another 5K to do. We're doing it. Mm. Which do you do? Mm. I would err on the side of listening to the body. Now, I think that there are times when, uh, and this comes up in clinic as well a lot, PJ, and people are trying to decipher it. I would check in with whether your body is actually tired or your mind is tired. That's a good one. Go on there now. Pursue that a bit because I have a point to make. So sometimes we can get a little bit, the mind can take over. I'm too tired. I've had a busy day. I don't want to move. Like, oh, it's going to be too hard. And our body might not be tired, but our mind is trying to convince us that it is. And I'll give you an example, actually, because it's fresh in my mind because I was in my own yoga class yesterday evening. Mm. sometimes when I'm in yoga my mind will start telling me stories of I'm I'm really um, tired today I don't want to do this yada 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 and when I don't feel um, the same feeling in my body I know that it's just my mind whereas yesterday evening because of Paddy's week <laughs> I haven't been in my yoga class for about mm-hmm. two weeks and I felt my blood pressure start to rise and I started to get a little bit dizzy and you know I, I needed a drink of water and I needed to sit back and there are clear indications coming from my body there that I needed to take a rest 
Right. So I just sat back in child's pose. It's a, it's a yoga, uh, very chillaxed yoga pose for just two minutes to breathe and yeah. to allow my blood pressure to come down. And then once I felt better, I got back into it again. Yeah. So I would definitely say that we need to listen to our bodies. Yeah, the point I was uh, going to make was that, I, I, as I said, I, I used to swim. Unfortunately, I can't swim for exercise anymore. I find it very difficult. But... What I used to think was, I'm sitting on the edge of the pool and there's 50 laps ahead of me and I have absolutely no mind for it. That's my mm. my mind telling me that. Because once I'm five laps in, I'm flying. Yeah. And and I'd say with yeah. any form of exercise, you should, all, should you always try it? Your body, you're saying, not today, we'll do it tomorrow. No, give it a go and if it works out, great. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think here it's the giving yourself the get out of jail free card can kind of get you into it. So I'll say to myself in these moments, you can take a break if you want at any stage. You don't have to do the 50 laps. You can do 10 if you want. You can do five if you want. Yeah. And that allowance gets us into it. And then suddenly you're, you're five laps in and think, oh, I feel great now. I could do another five there laps and there another and another. And you never know what's going to happen because your body will guide you. Yeah. Before we talk about the summit and, and when it's on and where people can get tickets and stuff like that, res- respect is everything. Um, yeah. Don't talk, don't comment on someone's weight. It's none of your damn business. How right is that? I would definitely say, yes, that's absolutely right. And whether they are small or large, I think we just should keep our comments to ourselves because unfortunately if even complimenting weight loss can be problematic and and I've heard stories from people who've experienced this personally and the problem is that thoughts go through their head like god what did I look like before yes or what if I can't keep this weight off and then the compliments stop so it can be very damaging whether it's it's usually it's meant as as a compliment but it can cause more issues in the long term so i think we just need to you know forget complimenting weight loss or or commenting on someone's weight gain mm. we don't know what's going on behind the scenes i met someone recently i hadn't seen for quite some time and uh, an old friend i said god i said look at you you're after losing a pile of weight and he said, mm. and he looked fantastic. And he said, trust me, he said, if you had been as sick as I've been, you'd lose weight yeah. too. Now, he's fine. Yeah. I stress. Mm. He's grand. Mm. But if you had been as sick as I've been, you'd lose weight too. And I thought, okay, that's me, that's me putting me box. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, don't know what yeah. you, you don't know what you're commenting on. Yeah, and I um, I have worked with, I work with people who have disordered eating or who have recovered from eating disorders in the past. And, you know, we don't know if somebody has an eating disorder and disordered eating is, is not an eating disorder, but it's rampant in our society. And I have had conversations with clients where one comment has really tipped them over the edge and pushed them back to the ED because wow. the the person says oh my god you look amazing what are you doing and what's happening is that person is starting to spiral back into eating disorder behaviors and the eating disorder voice goes you see you need me because ah, people are complimenting you demon you're talking to the demon you mean to talk to the yeah. person you mean to talk mm-hmm. to john but you're talking to John's demon. Yeah. That's that's a good way. Yeah. Listen, the event is on the 9th of April at the Marker in Dublin. Where can we get tickets for that? So if you go to nutritionwithneve.com, 
um, you will find all of the information and you can buy a ticket on the site as well. Okay, now, it, look, the tickets are 85 quid plus booking fee, but there's a lot of information to be had and some very interesting speakers. And we've had a great chat today and maybe we'll chat again in, we the, have. In, in, in the past or in the future, rather, Neve. Neve Orbitsky. Absolutely, PJ. Uh, the Hayes Summit, 9th of April in Dublin. Get tickets available now and just think about weight and think about exercise and think about the fact that you can, no matter what size you are, you can still be healthy. Great. Cheers, Thanks so Neve. much, PJ. Thank you. Quartz 96 FM. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.